0: This is the podcast by The Straits Times
1: How would you describe the last one year, you know, before me and now?
2: Oh, it's been so turbulent and tumultuous I've learned so much But I think my heart's been broken as well <laughs> Somewhat Um... So, it's, you know, so, of course, I, I take it um, as such a valuable experience for me because, you know, as my children grow up, I would like them to also understand um, the different experiences you go through. Uh, we were campaigning and we were trying very hard to solidify a coalition uh, in order to win so that we can fulfill our promises. You see, winning elections per se, I, want, I did want my father, who was a political prisoner, to be freed. But I also you know, equally wanted Malaysia to be further democratised, for our reform agenda to succeed, so that we could really unleash the potential for all Malaysians. And um, I believe that one of the ways to ensure we check against the possible excesses of any leaders is to have strong independent institutions. And in, in Malaysia, the Prime Minister in his office wields extremely um, you know, strong and powerful influence over the other agencies. Some would term it as a leviathan. You know, it basically <laughs> tries to emasculate all the other uh, different agencies and, and branches of government. But that's why we need to, to change it so that at the end of the day, um, there's still ways for us to ensure that the Prime Minister is tied and forced to follow a clear cut reform agenda, respect the sanctity of the Constitution, and in turn, the uh, executives uh, or the stakeholders mm-hmm. within his midst or in his midst.
1: When you said heartbreaking just now, when, you know, about the past, so yeah. you meant this. I mean, having to rubbish. work
2: with uh, a former uh, dictator who wreaked so much damage, mm-hmm. not just on our lives, but the system, was not easy. Yeah. I, I really wanted the supremacy of the reform agenda to be our main focus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I um, I always believe in a lot of goodness in people, uh, but of course, you know, I think it's also important for people to prove themselves. So it's just difficult. The whole th- the whole thing. I mean, it, it was not easy. I mean, you must understand. We we were, we went to prison. I mean, it was so many years. We were denied not just um, access to our father, but you know, the, the Muslim celebration, the Eid, the the moments, and he was innocent. I mean, he's innocent. He, I mean, people have to realise that. Um, why did I bother you know, going all the way, taking time off my studies, filing uh, you know, a, a case with United you know, Nations, working group on arbitrary detention, going to Geneva for the Human Rights Council, as it is known now, making interventions. You know, I mean, I, because I said, you know, I will fight because he is innocent. I'm not doing this because he's my father. And it's very important because you take a principal position. And that's how I, I look at life. And that's why I told myself, you know, that's what my father taught me, right? So that the point came where we're in government. We must hold ourselves up to a higher standard. I have to make the right decision. Um, and so I did. And... I just worry for Malaysia, of course. You know, I, I want the moderate voices to be strong. And I think, you know, we're better than this. This current discourse that we're being stuck in, I mean, we're better than this.
0: That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg at You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. This is a podcast by The Straits Times.
1: Do you think you ever leave... Politics and be an engineer, you were trained in that.
2: Oh, I have to retake my degree because I didn't have yeah. my IR, so I, engineering would be difficult. But yeah, I do believe a life after politics is definitely possible. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, I think you would disappoint a lot of people. Well, you know, um, I'm still going to fight a good fight. I mean, people have to understand, you know, we are like, I, 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 you know, I came into politics, I contested. And one of my, the things that, give me so much, that would give me so much joy is the fact that we can empower other women, other players, to be part of it, right? Other younger women um, who are capable. And that's how it should be. Everything's finite. It's a, it's a contract, right? Even as member of parliament, five years.
0: How many more years oh. then do you think you will be in politics? Well,
2: I have to set my term. Yeah, I
0: mean, after this term,
2: which we uh, is? Well, I said my final term, so that's my plan now. My final
0: film. Is, this is going to be a
1: final film. Yeah. One one of my colleagues was saying that you would make a really good prime minister, but you would not. But you are not politically ambitious. Would that be accurate?
2: Um, well, I think the problem is again uh, in any particular country we, we can't depend on one particular individual. No. It helps. It helps, of course, having someone reform-minded, etc. But I think Malaysia needs a good prime minister. So. Um, I believe that that's an important outcome from any effort, so you know it's it's very presumptuous you know to say it it has to be me i mean i don't understand people i don't i don't think people understand what public office i call them public office you're responsible for the entire electorate you're responsible for the entire country you know you, it's not about you, <laughs> so I feel that um when you realize what's at stake, then you have a certain degree of clarity of thought and you understand that it requires not just one man or woman, but an entire generation within the cabinet to power and realize those ideals. Um, and I don't want us to lose any more time with, with mere politicking. I kind of like the transition that's taking place in Singapore in a sense, you know, the degree of... Uh, pragmatism that has taken place because it helps plan out moving forward, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course, you know you do need a more caring and, and uh, empathetic society. But the issue is, um, you also need to unearth the best to lead the nation. So that's how I see it. I mean, it's it's not about politically ambitious. I mean, life, um, you know, is is made up of many things, right? So I just want to make sure that we provide, or you know, we we obtain more leaders who care about the right things, because that's what Malaysia needs. That's what any country needs.
1: What What are your hopes and dreams for Malaysia?
2: Um, for us to eventually survive and be much stronger from this current. Um racial, religious, a rut of extremities yeah. that we 're currently in. Mm. I think we need to soar higher, and I, I worry mm. because you know we 've gained so much, and we understand that it 's a very polarized polity, mm. but um, I just wanted us to just, you know, build bridges instead of breaking them every second. And I don't mean the bridge is only formed to address the needs of one particular race, but you know, bridges across our differences.
0: That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. This is a podcast by The Straits Times.
1: Do you feel people give you, like, more time of day because you're Anwar's
2: daughter? Both, darling. Both the bad and the good. Uh, some do that, some give me a tougher time, some, yeah, I get both. I mean, it's, it's, it's fair. I mean, and, you know, I can't choose my father, I can't choose my mother, but I can choose my future, so that's how I live it. I mean, sometimes, yeah, it, it helps, but sometimes, God, it doesn't help at all. But for me, it, it comes with the territory, and I'm thankful. So that's why it also assisted me in some of my decision making.
1: What has it been like to be, you know, under the spotlight for the past 20 years or more?
2: Not fun. I believe that um, there's always uh, like it's a, it's a little relatively unfair to women, to me as I feel as a female politician versus if I was a male. Um and uh, so Sometimes there are moments where I get very frustrated with it. But that's why I remind other women that um, we need to leverage on each other's strengths and need to support each other more uh, because the level of competitiveness is already accorded and pushed on to us by the external environment. That women have to be supportive of one another and that means the whole world. How do you balance
1: motherhood and all you've been doing?
2: Um, I think being present when I'm with my children matters a lot. I try to be fair in terms of time allocated with them. But I've started more and more, especially before uh, the year before the last elections, I started sharing with them my work experiences, how it's made my life more meaningful and how important it is. I do certain things. Because before this, they used to complain, no, why couldn't you be a doctor or teacher or just an engineer? Uh, Why do you have to choose politics? So then I started just sharing how important it is. And so my daughter, uh, just before elections, she, I said to her, I'm going to probably lose my job because I've come to the end. And she says, well, isn't it a five-year contract? So technically your contract's finished. And, uh, um, you know, I'm sure Uh, you'll be fine and then she goes i think you're a good uh, politician and uh, i hope you'll win the next elections mama so that's you know an important kind of uh wish from your daughter because it really highlights that they are invested in what you do i like singapore actually yeah i um i have um i've had very positive engagements um not just with some of my friends uh, were born in Malaysia and ed- eventually educated and working in Singapore. And they're really one of the you know, more finer people I've met, and I, I really enjoyed uh, you know, engaging yeah. with them. I think there's much that Malaysia uh, can leverage and learn from Singapore, and vice versa. I think we, we need to sort of, um, you know, I know there's thorny issues. But I look forward to a more collaborative and uh, positive working environment with Singapore, collaboration with Singapore. Because I remember after we won, I mean, Singapore Premier did take, uh, make the effort to engage with us. Um, and, uh, you know, if there are certain key things, I hope Singapore is also open to discussing it, to find a more constructive outcome that can benefit both nations. And, you know, we came from the same um, level of strength in into civil service, empowerment, so and so forth. So there's many things that we can learn from each other. And honestly, in this globalized setting, I don't know. I mean, the competitiveness edge mm-hmm. with so many Malaysians working there, mm-hmm. it's so passe. <laughs> so I'm I know um, I, I, I've, I've using about rather positively, yeah. Of course, you know, that, it's, it's always uh, irksome for some in Malaysia, uh, you know, to be compared to how wonderful things are being done in Singapore. But I believe, like, you know, we, we can learn from each other. I mean, honestly, there's many things that Malaysia has done that can also be emulated somewhat.
0: That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.